Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building, nigga. Yeah. Already the show goes on all night. Till uh. the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they will see the thunder? Just remember when you come up. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast. This week, we'll be previewing the 2020 Zozo Championship. You can follow me on Twitter at BDNTrick, the podcast at Always Press DFS. And as always, on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how are we doing, man? Doing well. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. A little no-cut event. Uh, Mr. Kokrak, getting the W, your boy. <laughs> I don't even know what to say, man. Like, I... <laughs> You know, I I figured he'd win at some point, but you know, in that field at that course, you know, he put a lights well, out. That was the thing. Yeah, he put lights out. That's the thing we've talked about. You you've talked about more than me, but he's a, a great ball striker. Just when's he gonna put? Like very simple stuff. We say that about a lot of guys, and people wonder why are you always on these guys because they are this good. They just got to get the hot putter, and right, it's gonna happen. So it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you could tell. You know, he was he was, he was trending in the right direction. Kokrak uh, was, but. I did not expect him to win, so uh, you know it feels good. But and he he saved my week in DFS too. I mean, like I had some shitty lineups, except for one with him in it. End up cashing and almost broke even. But yeah, I mean it was a yeah. weird week, dude. Like Matt Wolf, I, I I did like Matt Wolf quite a bit, and you know he shoots what uh, eleven over for the tournament, and, like finishes seventy third. Um, and yeah, so it, it really ruined my week with with him doing that. But like talked about Bubba last week, he played well. Lonto was up there. Sebastian Munoz, um, Hovland. So yeah, not, I mean overall, not a terrible week for the picks anyway. No, overall it was pretty good. You had your hits, your misses, no cut events, take some chances. Like Scotty Scheffler, I'll keep playing that guy. I don't know how much I'll play him this week because he does kind of look a little broken. But we know he's a guy that can birdie like crazy. So in a tournament, it makes sense. Like I get it. Four round, no cut. You go for it. Um, X-Man coming up a little short again. That kind of sucks. He, he's been so close many times. But the Kokrak thing I thought was interesting because I didn't see it anywhere. I heard it everywhere today, though, of course. Always Captain Hindsight stuff. But since he is an MGM-sponsored golfer, he golfed there more than any player in the field. Like So he knew that course very, very well. Did not know that going into it. Everything else you read mentioned Dustin Johnson and some other guys. Nothing about Kokrak. So that's yeah. yeah, I'm with you. I mean, like, I, I, I didn't either, but that, that makes – Makes a lot of sense. sense now. I'll tell you what, that golf course looks fucking sweet. Yeah, yeah. I would love I wouldn't mind playing that. Wouldn't mind playing that at all. Um save me up about five, six hundred bucks, go make that trip. But uh looks pretty darn awesome. Pretty for- darn awesome. I forgot to ask and remind me to ask after this is over with, but TPC Harding Park. Very tough golf course. Yeah. Yeah. They uh they literally told us when we checked in, we said, So how does it look compared to when the PGA was here? They said not much different. And uh, it was, I would say, because what was the rough then, like nine to twelve inches? I wouldn't say it was that high, but yeah. well, there was there was a lot of spots. It was like close to six inches where I played. Really? Yeah, it was very tough. It's like, yeah, if you missed the fairways and ate your lunch, it was a typical. I'll, I'll tell you more off the air because I don't think people want to hear everything, but it makes you think when we talk about shot makers courses, you would sit on the tee box in certain spots and you think wide fairway here or whatever. No, they make it so you have to hit to certain spots. Like, there's water on the left. They brought the rough out like halfway into the fairway, made you hit to the left and take on the water. Like they told, because it was like a lot of the holes we played from the blues, 
um, basically where the tips were on about at least half, if not two thirds of the holes where, where the pros would have played were less than 15 yards behind the blues. So they had to make it tougher on different spots because they couldn't expand it. Now there are certain holes where they expanded the crap out of it. And I couldn't even imagine hitting a ball from where they teed off from. But um, a lot of holes, like 16 or more, Kawa drove it. It was literally 15 yards behind us. So it was, it, but, but standing on the tee box and then thinking about how he hit that ball, that was ridiculous. <laughs> so, like, it, was, it was still like a 340 yard. Like it was stupid. Right. But uh, yeah, we could talk about that off the air. Awesome golf course. I would play to get on a heartbeat. You really need to learn how to hit out of the rough. Just going to put it that way. Cause it, like, there, you would hit the ball and you'd see it bounce once or twice and then disappear. Couldn't find it. Yeah. 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 So, I played fun courses times. like that. So, yes. Yeah. It was fun times. But, um, we head to the Sherwood Country Club this week for the Zozo Championship. I believe last year was the first year of this, Jesse, on a whole different golf course. So what do you got for past event history? Yeah, last year they played it over in China, right? Yes. Uh, wait, no. No, no, they played it in Japan. Japan, El Tigre. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's in Japan typically. I say typically the only time they've ever played it was in Japan. Tiger won 19 under, three shots over Hideki. I mean, it doesn't matter. We're obviously in the States this year because of the worldwide pandemic. It is weird though, that they've lowered the overall purse last year. It was $9.7 million this year. It's $8 million. I wonder why they did that. Like seriously, I wonder maybe the, maybe it was a Chinese sponsor that backed out or something. I don't know. Or Japanese sponsor or something. Yeah. Cause yeah, it's, I wonder now you mentioned that. I wonder if the CJ cup dropped theirs a little bit. I didn't pay any attention. Well, I don't know because that uh, the company's already the B, the Korean food company, was all over the place. So I think they stayed pretty strong in that one. Yeah. But uh, actually, I want to mention one more thing before we get further into the Zozo. I want your thoughts on it because we we joked around about it in recent weeks talking about the next match. Well, now it's official. The day after Thanksgiving, it's Phil and Charles Barkley against Peyton Manning and Steph Curry. I think that's kind of actually an even pairing based on how bad Chuck plays, even though Phil should smoke the crowd. It's in Arizona, apparently a really, really nice golf course. Day after Thanksgiving, how much is this much watch TV for you? Because usually that's a big college football day. Yeah, I, I won't watch it. But <laughs> I mean, like, if they, why not? What, what was wrong with like the Tiger feel? I'm like, guessing Tiger did. Well, maybe don't get, maybe don't get Tiger. I, I understand, yeah. but get somebody else. You need at least two pros. Golfer. Yeah, you need at least two pros. I mean, I don't get it and like Barkley man I'm, I'm I'm not gonna watch him swing for 18 holes it's just that's just not gonna happen it's just the only reason to watch it is for the trash talk where Barkley's like yeah trying I mean to, that, trying that to make be fun live I'm on sure there. there'd be like, <laughs> pretty some some good banter going back and forth but no yeah, yeah. yeah that's what Twitter's for they'll cut all the good highlights out and put it on there for you exactly. you just go search that later yep. <laughs> you don't have to watch all the garbage in between and probably watch like a great SEC matchup or something on CBS but um all right back to the Zozo course preview Sherwood Country Club. It's a par 72, a little less than 7,200 yards, so not a long golf course at all. Should be scoring a plenty if you're accurate off the tee. That's because uh, the fairways are decent size, but if you get too far off the fairways, the rough won't be too bad, but you can lose balls into the trees and other areas because it is built in the forest up in the California, uh, Southern California area. So um, you, you, it's a scorable golf course, but if you start getting wayward, you're in a lot of trouble. Kind of like we saw last week that if you kind of got too far left or right, it was a lot harder than it made it look. If you stayed in the fairway, lots of scoring chances. So um, that's in play for you. There's water involved on eight different holes. So that's something to keep in mind. There's I've read anywhere from – I saw one place at 55 bunkers. I've seen another place say close to 80 bunkers. Regardless, there will be a lot of bunkers on the golf course to navigate. 
That'll be something else to keep in mind, either in fairways and around the greens. They're bent grass greens, bent grass fairways. A lot of this course description sounds a ton like last weekend, a ton like last weekend. Um, the other thing that's really interesting with this course, though, par 72, but it's eight par fours, five par threes, five par fives. So that'll give you – and all all five par fives are reachable. None of them are – I think the farthest one's like 580, so none of them are over 600 yards. Um, the par threes, most of them are less than 200. There's a couple over 200. I think the longest par four is like 460 to 470. So all these holes, like literally, if you're just staying in the fairway, you're wedging it in. you got a lot of success you can have with this golf course. So scoring should be a plenty. And the back nine, if you're playing showdown, could be interesting if you guys start on the back nine because I'd, I'd have to look at the exact – way it's lined out, but it's three par fours, three par threes, three par fives. So the three par fives can lead to three birdies mixed in between there. Back nine, you might build a streak of some sort. So keep that in mind as well. What kind of stats are you looking for this week, Jesse? I mean, par five scoring will matter if you got, you know, five, five par fives. Um, just, I mean, you know, it's, it, there, there hasn't been an event here. I don't believe since 2013, they used to play the hero world challenge here, right? Yeah. The, the senior tour played here last year. Gotcha. But as far as PGA, yeah, PGA Tour, it's been a know. long time. Yep. Uh, so, you know, exactly exactly how it's going to play, I don't know. But, um, you know, just looking at the, a lot of usual stuff, strokes can approach, greens and regulation, um, you know, accuracy off the tee versus distance will matter since, you know, it's a shorter course and there's plenty of trees out there. Uh, but I, I think the scores will get, you know, into the double digits. So you got to wait birdies as well. Yep, I'm with you. I think it'll be a lot like last week. Um, they're going to want guys to score. They don't want like a U.S. Open type feel at this golf course, obviously. When it was the uh, senior tour, it was pretty friendly playing, like an inch and a half rough. Probably a little longer for the pro for the PGA guys, but still stay in the fairway and you have a lot of easy wedges in. Putting on bent grass, get hot there. I'll mention FanshareSports.com. They don't have any of this event stuff on there yet. We're going a little earlier than normal, so it's not loaded up there yet, but go check out FanshareSports.com. Promo code always press for 20% off the package of your choice. And without any further ado, Jesse, let's get into the DraftKings scoring where it's a fun one. So people keeping track at home. DJ has already withdrawn due to COVID, which makes sense. Usually it's a two-week process. Finau is still in the field. That has not been announced yet. In theory, I could see him playing this week because it's basically been two weeks. You never know, though. He might have to wait one more week. But Finau could be back. But 10K and above. You got Xander at 11-2. Quite the price bump for Mr. X. Uh, John Rahm at 11,000, JT at 10,6, Rory 10,4, Hatton at 10,000. Where are you going in the 10K range? I mean, uh, you know, it's just like usual. I think all these guys are playable. Um, Xander at 11,2 is, is a little surprising, uh, but in his last three events, his worst finish is fifth in the U.S. Open. So, I mean, I guess it really makes sense if you if you kind of narrow it down like that. He finished second last week. Um, he'll be popular. John Rahm. Uh, not a great showing last week, 17th, um, just a couple of bad rounds, but did hit a bunch of greens. Uh, he's, he's a, you know, he's done well in the past on, on the West coast. Um, so I like John, uh, I think JT is obviously fine too. Uh, he, he played okay last week, you know, finished 12th, didn't have a very good Sunday at all. I, I, I kind of expected somebody to charge from behind, um, last week and I thought it would maybe be JT, but. Uh, you know, obviously the 74 on Sunday did not do him any favors. Rory at 10 four. I mean, you know, it, it, it's, it's completely GPP only, which of course no cut event here. So we're only GPP. I like him for that fact. 
um, that, you know, he's, he's kind of sandwiched with some guys who are usually pretty popular. I mean, I think Xander will get a lot of ownership. JT will get his own. Rom always gets some. Rory's right there at 10-4. Uh, you know, last week he was 26% owned. Did not pay off very well for whoever played him. Um, so I, I expect that to come down. And then, and then, you know, Hatton, you know, I, I, this is a weird price for Hatton. I don't know, you know, on the PGA Tour, I don't know if he's ever been, well, I guess at the Rocket Mortgage Classic, he was 10,700 earlier this year, but, you know, above 10K uh, on, on a PGA Tour event. So third last week, first week before, he led that event last week for a long, long time. He's playing really, really well right now. I like Hatton quite a bit this week. Yeah, I'm 100% on board with Hatton. I'm curious on his ownership now that people are seeing him. Like, it's one thing when he was winning in Europe. Now they saw him last week. They saw him get pissed off at himself, which is always entertaining, and still play great. Like, he was he was pissed off when he had an Eagle 18 to potentially force a playoff on a very tough Eagle chance. Like, it was – I love this guy. Like, he, he's, he's awesome. He's not, like, pouty like John Rom gets. He's more of a – gets pissed off at himself, but – it just looks different when Hatton does it for some reason. So yeah, I, I like Hatton a lot at ten thousand dollars. I'm with you there. I just curious on the ownership. People actually finally seeing him do it a little more consistently. Uh, JT, I always love no cut events at ten six. Eventually, it's going to come back for him. Uh, you, you thought it might have happened last week, especially the way he kind of played on Saturday. That maybe Sunday would kick in. It didn't. But a guy that you know he can bomb it. He doesn't always have to bomb it. He can go. He can shorten the course up and wedge. Like he's got a bunch of different ways to attack a course with his long irons or whatever. So. I like JT a lot at 10-6 also. And then I love Xander and Noka events. I had him a lot last week. We talked about it last week. But do you think – you said you expect high ownership. Do you think at 11-2 people are actually going to buy in on Xander? Yeah, I mean, I, I do. I mean, he was 25% on last week uh, – or, yeah, this past week. $900 higher this week. I, I just – all these guys up top are going to get plenty of ownership. Actually, the like, stars and scrubs at Noka yeah, events. So, I mean, it yeah. is, it is the way it works. I mean – 20% on ROM last week. JT was 29%. Rory was already talked about him. What was he 26%? And yeah. Hatton's the only one who wasn't. He was 6%. But I mean, I, I don't think he'll be unpopular. But of the guys up top, I think he'll be kind of the uh, least popular. Yeah, it was interesting on Wednesday, last Wednesday on the Slack chat, we were talking ownership on guys and uh, you going through fan share. It was almost all the European guys outside of like Rory and ROM, like the usuals. The main like guys that came over from playing the BMW were all projected to be super low owned, and they were. It was very interesting to see. That was the easy pivots. If you want to go to the Euro guys, who most of them outside of Hatton didn't play that great, but that was your pivot if you wanted to make it. Yeah. Uh, let's head into the nine K range. You got Morikawa at ninety eight, a guy that loves par five scoring. Webb Simpson at ninety seven. Reed coming back from Europe at ninety six. Finau looks like he'll be playing at ninety five. Canley ninety four. Matsuyama ninety three. Vic at ninety two. Wolf ninety one and Mister El Tigre at nine thousand dollars. Where are you going in this nine K range? Because a lot of uh, interesting angles you can play here. Yeah, there's plenty of plays here. Like a lot of these guys, uh, Patrick Reed at ninety six hundred um, did not play last week, but coming off the third place finish at the BMW over in Europe, thirteenth uh, at the U.S. Open, seventh in the Tour Championship, playing pretty well. Attacks par fives very well. Tony Fee, another guy who can play par fives really, really well. Didn't play last week, 8th at the U.S. Open, 14th Tour Championship, 5th at the BMW. Um, so those two guys in that in that kind of spot there. And then Hovland at 91, uh, or 92, excuse me, uh, 12th last week, 13th week before, 14th week before that. I mean, so we got the trend going upwards there for him. 
And then I'll go back to Wolf at 9,100, man. I mean, I know he had a terrible week. Uh, two straight second-place finishes before whatever the fuck happened last week. You know, he's in Vegas. Maybe, <laughs> you know, he's a little bit nerdy. Maybe just got a little bit too much sauce going or something. I don't know. But that's really who I like in this range. You know, speaking of the guys being in Vegas, I was shocked to see with COVID protocols and everything that majority of the golfers were staying in casinos. I was very surprised by that. I figured yeah. they'd have them at hotels off the strip or Airbnbs. A lot of them were staying in casinos. Very surprised by that. Yeah, that that is surprising. But uh, maybe, maybe they had since MGM. Maybe it was the suites that are right off the casino. Who knows? But it looked like they were at casinos. Like, oh crap, that's a interesting <laughs> protocol. Uh, but for me in this 9K range, Morikawa at 98 uh, is it intrigues me because he's been kind of up and down since his big PGA win. You know, he won the PGA, missed a cut, T20 at the BMW, sixth of the Tour Championship, but missed cut the US Open, missed cut at the Shriners. Then T12 last week, he's one of those guys that maybe he'll have a bad round, but then he can get it going again. He missed the Shriners on, on the number also, so take that with a grain of salt. But uh, we know he can – he loves par-5 scoring. We know he can get hot with the long irons, one of the best long iron – or just iron players in general on tour. I think Morikawa at 98, especially if people do start to gravitate to Hatton, Morikawa at 98 could be very interesting. Same with Webb at 97. Um, one thing about this course that's, that seems really good for this tournament as a whole, being a shorter course, it brings everyone into play. And Webb, not that he can't play long courses. We've seen him play long courses. But it just makes his game, his iron play, even better at the shorter course. So Webb at 97, a guy that just can continually top 10 things no matter what strength of the field. I like him at, uh, in this as well. Fino, I have no problem jumping off after two weeks. You mentioned the par five scoring. When it comes to no cut events, he's a DK scoring machine. So Fino at ninety five, I like. And then the last guy, I am with you. I'm going back to Matty Wolf at ninety one. I will go back to him. You know, after those tough finishes or finish second, second has a rough week. He's a young kid. I got no problem going back to him at ninety one hundred. Uh, playing down in Southern California, so, um, you know, I have no problem with that at all. All right, eight K range. You got Burger at eighty nine, English at eighty eight. Bubba at 87, Kokrak 86, Fleetwood 85, Neiman 84. Man, Fleetwood looks lost right now. Fitzpatrick 83, Scheffler 82, Henley 81, and Sungjae's down at 8,000. He should be like 75% owned at that price. But um, what do you see in this range? He probably will be about 75% owned. Uh, Berger at 89, start up top there. I like a lot of guys in these, this range again. He you know, finished 28th last week, uh, 38th the week before. He's kind of lost a little bit of what he had going before, but – at 80, 8,900, no-cut event, most definitely take a chance with him. Another guy to take a chance with, Bubba Watson. Really like Bubba this week. Um, seventh last week. Uh, he's just he's just figuring it out. And, I, you know, his his price, his odds especially, are way shorter than that $8,700 price tag. I think it's okay to go back to Kokrak. I don't know that I'll play him at 8,600. Um, but when he gets going and if he can keep the putter going, then – you know, I think he's going to be a. I think he'll be fine this week. I mean, obviously, a six hundred. You don't have to have him go back to back. Russell Henley, eighty one hundred, uh, played really well last week and had a chance uh, on Sunday as well. Finished third and uh, has a bunch of made cuts in a row before that, and just has, has been playing uh, very solid golf. Uh, and then, yeah, Sungjae at eight thousand. I mean, come on, man! Like, you know, last week he's eighty seven hundred fifteen percent owned. I, I expect that to go up quite a bit this week, uh, probably up in the twenties, but. You know, he's he's definitely playable. Finished 45th. Not a great, you know, not a great tournament for him, uh, but did have some good rounds. Started terribly. Shot 78 on 
on Thursday and then, you know, came back a little bit there with some good rounds on Friday and Sunday. So I think he's fine at 8,000 um, as well. This is a range where I could really see playing the ownership game because I love Harris English at 88. He might come in lower owned with, with some other guys around him there. Uh, another great finish or good finish for him last week, 10th at the CJ Cup. After that miscut at the Shri- uh, Shriners where he finished minus five, the cut was seven. But then fourth at the U.S. Open, 12th PGA or Tour, 40th second. Guys been playing great golf, really, really good golf. So English 88, I, I don't mind going to him. Uh, the other guys I had around Kokrak, I'm cool with that. If that putter stays hot, this is a great course for him as well. Neiman at 84, I liked him a lot last week. Comes in with a sixth-place finish, playing really good golf. Sixth, 13th, 23rd, 27th, 3rd in his last five events. So, And, and a lot of those big, like 1,700 at the Shriners. You're looking for a birdie man, uh, 1,300 last week. Neiman at 84, you can go right back to that direction. Fitzpatrick at 83, don't mind him. Shorter courses benefit him a lot. He's a strictly strong iron player. So Fitz at 83. Um, is a guy I'll get behind. Henley at 81, you mentioned him. And then Sanjay at 8,000. He's the, we, we mentioned no cut events, the way he birdies like crazy. He finished 45th but put up 77 DK points. That way outperformed a 45th place finish. Like That's what he does. He had 18 birdies to go with 11 bogeys. He had an eagle, 18 birdies, 11 bogeys, two doubles, and an other. So a triple or a quad. It just shows you that the the DK scoring algorithm fits a guy like Sanjay. goes Finau, JT, those guys we talk about. So Sanjay at 8,000, this is just crazy talk to me. Like It's going to be really hard to fade him. I think it's good chalk, no-cut event. Uh, I'll be all over that again unless something really comes out in the next couple of days that says no. But I'm going to probably eat the Sanjay chalk, and we'll see how bad that uh, ends come Sunday. All right, 7K range. Jesse, who you got here? Yeah, it's like the kind of like the wasteland of uh, formerly good golfers or something here. <laughs> Definitely, it's crazy. In uh, basically 7,500 and above is what you're talking about, right? Uh, just go with all of them. So no, all of, I'm with you. Okay. I was going to say, I only have one play above 7,500. Adam <laughs> Scott, 7,900. I think that's a, a missed price on Adam Scott. I know he, he like he's not playing a lot, and his finishes aren't necessarily great, but at 7,900, no-cut event, I'll take a chance with Adam Scott that he can maybe make three-footers all week. Um, Munoz at 7,200. Very solid tournament for him last week. Ninth-place finish. Playing really well. He can score in bunches. Love him. Taylor Gooch, man, at 7,100. Uh, you know, he's uh, coming off a fifth-place finish last week. I think he'll be more popular than maybe what you would really like to, to see Taylor Gooch at. But, I mean, that was an impressive week he had last week. All rounds under par, uh, three in the 60s. You know, shot 65 on Friday. Uh, was in the mix, finished fifth. Um, I think he's fine at 70 uh, at 7,100. And then, you know, Brandon Todd, you know, he, he, he 52nd last week. He started terribly got better and better and better as he, as it, and on every single round which uh to me is a, a good thing obviously you know when you when you keep keep improving every week even though you're out of it or every day even though you're out of it so $7,000 on him and then Lanto at 7,000 again yeah i mean seventh place finish last week no cut event again i'll, I'll take chances with Lanto in this in this field as well yeah we're going to be punting with a lot of the same guys it sounds like i only had one guy above 75 that's Abe answer for me, at 7,800. I liked him going into last week. He uh, finished T28. Kind of, uh, he came out hot at a rough round two and it's kind of floated through the rest of the week. Finished five under, which, you know, not great. But see, that just shows you. He had 77.5 points, T28. We had we had him at T45 at 77 points. There's my, here's your Sungjae example, folks. Like, what he does is so crazily different. But, um, yeah, I don't mind answer at 78 again. Just a couple things here or there. He had fourth of the, the Shriners the weekend before. 
And then other than that, like, like you mentioned, you got Scott, Fowler, Day, Mickelson, Casey, Rose, Woodland, my God. But uh, Brian Harmon at 73, I'm going to go right back to that. Well, got a little bit of a price bump this week with T28 last week, uh, T13, T37, T38, T12, T11, T27. Basically, he's been making cuts left and right. No cut event, but still finishing very, very high. So I like Harmon on a course where he's got to be accurate off the tee and then wedge things in. So Harmon at 73. Love Sebastian Munoz at 72 for all the reasons you did as well. Um, love Lanto. I'll be 100% back on Brandon Todd this week. I have no problem. Like He improved every day, like you said. He had a rough opening round, but a guy that can be accurate off the tee, gives himself chances for birdies. I'll go back to that uh, easily. And we saw like even in his, round, his opening round where he tanked, I think he finished five over. He had two eagles. So his yeah. scoring was still great. Yeah, right? It was just straight psycho scorecard. Straight yeah, psycho. it was bizarre as all get up. So it's one of those on a no cut event. I just kind of shrugged it off, like, okay, he got better. Let's ride the training again this week at a yeah. discount. I think he was what seventy nine last week. Yeah. So I'll take Todd at seven k uh, with Lanto, and then the only other guy down here. I mentioned him almost every time. There's a no cut event because he has that upside. Finished t seventeen last week for eighty two and a half points. Is Ryan Palmer? He can get hot. He can also like. 68, 76, 66, 71. Ryan Palmer in a nutshell, folks. So um, if he just like takes that 76 out, it's just another 68, he's T5 on this thing. I know it sounds simple, but and, and it's not, but it's little things like little tweaks like that. 7,100 bucks, course like this. He likes playing on the West Coast also. So I don't mind Palmer at that price point. Who you got in the 6K range? Uh, Harry Higgs at 7,600. Um Finished 21st last week after the miscut at the Shriners. So nice little bounce back there. Uh, had two good rounds sandwiched in between two kind of just average rounds or whatever. Tom Hogue at uh, 6,400. Played last week, shot uh, or finished 38th. Um, but, you know, he was 6,100 6, last week and 4% owned. So expect similar ownership. And one other play, man, I, I don't know why the model loves this guy, but uh, Gun. Chara, Chara Canole. I don't know. I'll I, leave that one to you. Tried to figure it out. I mean, he's world number one sixty out of Thailand. Been playing over on you know in Asia on on tours over there. Second, fifteenth, thirteenth, fourteenth, third, fifth, second. I mean, a bunch of really solid finishes in a row. And I'm guessing that's that's why the the model loves him. Um, so if you're way down here at six thousand, you want somebody to punt with. Look look to gun at 6,000. All right. I, I have a long list here, but I'm just going to kind of slow play this. Question for you. At $6,900, a guy we never play in, Jordan Spieth, finished 69-67, T38, 85 DK points last week. Does that interest you at all? I mean, it does. I actually you know, kind of clicked on him and look, just looked to see where he did finish last week. And, There's no know, driver. No driver, maybe, if he doesn't need to. Yeah, but he's just fucking hit it <laughs> so bad still. I mean, I, you know, I want Jordan to do well, but 60% of the greens last week, fifth, less than 50% of the fairways hit last week. Yeah. Putter was working, and that's what saved him. So, you know, can he figure it out? Yes. At 6,900, would I be willing to put him on some GPP lineups if I'm playing a bunch? I would, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm just, you know, if I'm focusing on three lineups, I'm not going to play him. Let's say you do the 20 max. Do you want like four? Yeah, I'd, put him on two. I'd put him on two? like two. Okay. Yeah. Because I think it's since it's a no cut event, it's I, I'm kind of intrigued by him for once. The cut events, I just don't touch Jordan's Pete. I'm with like, you. He, he wouldn't have made the cut last week. That simple. Right. But in no cut event, if he, it's always been a getting off the tee for him is the issue. And if he can do that, it could be interesting. Yeah. So, um, 
6,900. Uh, Kevin Kisner is a guy I love on shorter courses, so keep him in mind at 6,800. He finished T45 last week, wasn't impressive at all. Uh, opening round tanked him the rest of the tournament, 71, 67, 71. Not horrible, but um, shorter courses definitely play more into Kisner's game plan. So keep him in mind at 68. I love the Higgs call at 67. Uh, Hadwin's always interesting in courses like this at 67. Dahman can birdie in bunches at 65. Don't mind that. I love the Tom Hoagie call. I had him a lot last week. Another guy at 64, though, if you're looking for a birdie maker, no cut event, so he could trunk slam you. He only went 70, 71, 70, 70 last week, but that counted 19 birdies on his tournament, 76 and a half points. Mark Hubbard is a guy that can birdie in bunches at times at 6,400. So he's a guy I don't hate as a punt. And then the only other one I think I had other than you, if you just want to go uber punting, Nick Taylor at 6,100 bucks. He won at Pebble earlier this year. I uh, finished T61 last week, so not great. No rounds in the 60s, but he's a guy that, that can run hot from time to time. I probably won't play him, but if you want to go uber punt, $6,100 Nick Taylor. I don't hate completely. All right, recapping things real quick. Jesse, 10K and above, who is your number one play? I'm going to say Hatton. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Hatton as well. Uh, 9K range, go with your number one play. Uh, Finau. I like that a lot too. I'll go. I'll go Web to be a little different. But if Finau's playing, I'm really kind of locked into that one. Uh, 8K range. Go with two. Bubba and uh, Barger. I'll go Neiman and M. I just can't wait to see M's ownership on Thursday morning to make me want to puke. It's going to be just one of those things. Uh, 7K range. Go two. Uh, Adam Scott and Munoz. Yeah, I'm just going Munoz and Todd. I'm going to go right back to Todd on that one. And in 6K range, go ahead with two. Higgs and uh, Hoagie. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Kisner and Hubbard. Those will be my two, but I love the ones you mentioned as well. I think it's a definite another week you can do stars and scrubs pretty pretty confidently if you feel the urge to do that. We don't condone cash game plays on these no-cut events. We've gone over it many times. Just don't do it. But when it comes to GPPs, Jesse, how would you start your GPP team? What three players? Uh, Finau, Bubba, um, that leaves about 8,000 left. And, uh, you know, I just would throw Higgs on there to go ahead and get it, get the party going 6,700. Yeah. I had Hatton, Finau and M would be my first three. Just go get all those birdies and then we'll play around after that. Um, and then more importantly, who do you have winning this thing? You know, I was looking at, I was wanting to find Bubba, you know, his odds. I figured they'd be a little longer than they are on Bovada. It's 25 to one. I think that's a little short, uh, but you know, it, it, especially compared to his price on DK, but yeah. makes me like him on DK even more there. Um, I think Reed at twenty two is kind of interesting there. Somebody a little bit longer. I mean, Sungjae at fifty. You know, at, not bad. Yeah, I mean, Justin Rose all the way back to eighty, man. Crazy. Paul Casey at eighty. <laughs> yeah, Webin, U.S. Open champion. Eighty. Yeah, there's a bunch of dudes there. He's like, holy crap. Yeah, man. I mean, it's golf's golf's gone to kind of a weird place, but I like it. No, I like it too because you look at uh, the the what we used to call the fall swing. We're having a lot of dudes in like the six k ranges on DK and like a hundred plus odds, at least eighty plus odds, winning things right now. Yeah, uh, and Kokrak was like the first one, in like a stronger event, but he took it down. Now I'm not saying like a Kevin Na can win, but this kind of course could fit a Kevin Na. He's 125. Um, you know, if Corey Connors will ever figure out a putt 125 on a course like this, he finished over par last week and still way outscored his DraftKings scoring. Like that's the little things that make you kind of go, hmm. 
But uh, the guys I'm looking at, I think Webb at 20 to 1 still has some value because I like him a lot this week, actually. Uh, Neiman at 33 to 1, he's going to bust through again real quick. And I don't think I'll take him to win, but I'd like to see a T20 on on Kisner. I really like Kisner on short courses. I could see him uh, getting some damage done here. So even Brandon Todd, 80 to 1 on a short course, on a, a top 20. I could see that being interesting as well. Todd bounced back coming up this week in a big, big way. But uh, that'll wrap us up for the week, Jesse. Any final thoughts? Nice quick one here with a 78-man no-cut event. I don't, man. Good luck. Yep. Good luck to everyone. You can find us on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods, at BD Entrick, at Always Press DFS. Join us in the Slack chat if you have any questions. It's free. Come have some fun with us over there. Talking all sports, not just golf. But uh, until next time, this is the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast, previewing the 2020 Zozo Championship. Catch you guys later. <laughs>